This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we dedicate more time to Hufflepuff than the Harry Potter movies and books combined. Caitlin mentions that time she used to live in Belfast within 10 minutes. Joe reveals the real reason why he is not a world-famous author. J.K. Rowling joins us for an interview as soon as the snitch is caught at the Quidditch match she's attending. And yours truly loses her shit over an adorable dog. everyone, and welcome to episode one of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and oh my gosh, I could probably quote the entire first and second Harry Potter movies, um, and I've read the books more times than I can count. I am a super fan, if there ever was. My name is Joe, and my favorite character in the movies is Luna Lovegood, but in the books, it's Sirius Black. Hmm, interesting stuff. Each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you can probably already tell, today's reason number one is Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. I was doing the Dobby impersonation. Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That's all this podcast is going to be. Sorry. You're a strange lady, Caitlin Potts. I feel feel like you with your name, you could be a character in Harry Potter. I could. Caitlin Potts and Luna Lovegood would be best friends probably, right? I love Luna. Yeah. Yeah, She is one of my very favorite Not as much as me. Not as much as you. No, no. Um, So we had a little debate before we got into um, starting this about what house we would be in. I said that I... Wands, wands were produced and we almost started dueling. It was... Got pretty it rough. got pretty dark. Um, I, I, I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, I've been told I'm a Hufflepuff. I used to be very embarrassed by it. Sometimes I still am, but I'm a proud Hufflepuff. You're proud of it now? Of course. I remember I, remember I said that to you before and you feigned complete exasperation. You were like, but I could tell that other people had already told They've you. They've already told me, so, yeah. yeah. I think, and I know everybody says this, but I think I would be a Gryffindor. But... <laughs> Caitlin Potts from Harry Potter has told me that I would be a Slytherin, which I am highly offended by. I don't... Until she gives some of her reasoning, but... Ambitious, cunning, proud, determined. Those are all, like, things that you, like... But also, I could turn dark, which but, is but something th- that worries me. Anybody could turn Which is dark. like what how Harry Potter felt, and the sorting hat let him go into Gryffindor. So why can't I just be in Gryffindor, Caitlin? You can totally be in Gryffindor. Okay, well, Pottermore says otherwise, believe it or not. <laughs> What, <laughs> what do, you, do you think Pottermore put me in Slytherin? I don't know. Um, I say Slytherin or Ravenclaw. Pottermore put me in Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, it did I not. I swear, I still have No, it did screen. not. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you think Pottermore did for me? A Hufflepuff. You think so? Yeah. Slytherin. Gryffindor. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Pottermore sucks. Pottermore doesn't suck. It just might not be the most accurate of all. Fine. Well, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So we have a little segment here called Crystal Math, where each episode we will be throwing out stats and numbers and, and blowing your minds, hopefully. It's a very clever play on words. It is a very clever play on words. Um, so the number today that we're going to be 
crystal math crystal mathing that's that's not a verb i can't make that a verb i don't think that's how that works we're gonna we're gonna okay all right. is doing her hand movement thing again. It's, uh, <laughs> okay seven is the special number of the day seven the number of harry potter books the number of horcruxes containing fragments of voldemort's soul you said his name <gasps> he must not be named seven the number of weasley children the number of players in a quidditch team the number of years in a row that Slytherin wins the house championship. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Is that true? Uh, that's, that's, that's what they tell me. <laughs> that's what they tell me. The powers that be. But I thought at the end of the year, does like uh, Dumbledore not go, oh, and by the way, here's a thousand points to Gryffindor for various different things. Perhaps, however, this does not specify as to whether uh, it's when Harry's okay, going to okay, school okay, there, enough, you know? Seven, the number of socks owned by Dobby, the cutest little thing there ever was. Seven, the number of nights in our magical world of Harry Potter tour, which we may be talking about later. Do, do, do. Um, and of course, we can't talk about Harry Potter without talking about J.K. Rowling. Right, Joe? Who? Uh, J.K. Rowling, the most famous, most wealthy author in the whole entire world. Fair enough. Before we get into J.K. Rowling, just for anybody who was with us last year, obviously we had a kind of a structure to our podcast last year whereby Caitlin told us some stuff, I made fun of her, and then I kind of talked about my experiences with this stuff because I was born and raised in Ireland. It's going to be a little different this year, obviously, because... I was not born and raised in England and Scotland and Wales as well. Neither was I. But we have travelled there quite extensively and we like to think that we're experts. Yes. So we will be giving our own experiences from where we've travelled, what we've done, what we've researched, where we've sent clients and all of that good stuff. So Absolutely. that's just kind of how things are going to be different this year, along with some other stuff that we'll sprinkle in along the way. Yes, and we're very excited to see what other little surprises come throughout the season, right? So tell us about J.K. Rowling. I will. So J.K. Rowling is a wonderful, wonderful um, author, at least if you're a Harry Potter fan, you love her. Um, she got her inspiration for the books in Scotland. Well, actually, no. J.K. Rowling was sitting on, what all things, a train. Um, and she was gazing out the window and she's just pawning over life and everything. And all of a sudden, this little idea of, of, of a boy with a scar on his head and, and, and magic just, just kind of pops in her head. And who would have thought after writing it down on a napkin and just frantically trying to get everything out of her mind that had to do with this plot, it would turn into the billion dollar industry that it is today. She is a billionaire. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, so she's cool. She's pretty great. The first Harry Potter book was published on June 26th in 1997. What date is it today, Caitlin? I think it's June 26th. 2018. 21 years later. 21 years later. That is pretty crazy. Unfortunately, with podcasts, we are actually recording it long before that yeah. date. And you're probably listening to it after that date. But we decided that today was the day. Yeah. And by today, I mean June 26th you was the day that we You know what's weird to think it. about, Joe, is that we have interns in the office. And one, I think, was maybe what in diapers. And one wasn't even born yet at that time. And that's pretty crazy. End podcast. End podcast. <laughs> End, Ter terrifying. End of our guess, yes. All right, so of course, with this podcast, we want to highlight all of the places that you can visit 
that will bring the magic of Harry Potter to life. These are real life filming locations. And what better place to go to than the Warner Brothers studio in London. Leavesden actually is where this is located. So it's just outside of London. Leavesden was home to the Harry Potter films for 10 years. Since the books were still being released while the films were being made, the production crew saved a lot of the iconic sets, props, and costumes in case they were needed in the series later on. Because think about it. You don't know if something that Snape brings into a classroom is going to come into play two books later. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's... you had to go and bring him up, didn't you? <laughs> you got me all teary-eyed. <laughs> Anyways, so after filming wrapped up in 2010, the production crew was left with thousands of artifacts which would not have normally been kept. However, the team behind the tour wanted fans to experience firsthand the magic of filmmaking. A lot of the original cast and crew came back to record their memories from filming and to reassemble the sets. The studio tour opened its doors on March 31st in 2012. And okay, so- She just put her hands to her face. Yes, I'm very excited. So in 2012, I was living just outside of Belfast and what? Yes, I know. You've never heard that from me before, Joe. Um, in our previous podcast series, 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland, I never talked about that once at all. Anyway, so um, in 2012, I made a special trip. I'd already been to London earlier, um, I think the month before, but I made a special trip back just to go to this. And it was the highlight of my whole life. Probably, mostly. It was great, um, but it was wonderful. It's, That's it's, not the first time I've heard you say that it was the highlight of my whole life either. You, say that, you say that about a lot of stuff. I, I get happy about a um, lot of things. Amy mentioned bringing in muffins from a special shop yesterday, and you basically said that was the highlight of your life before it even happened. So Party, party. Okay. Sorry, I'm just really excited. Okay, so anyways, going there as any Harry Potter fan you can imagine, um, was just an amazing experience. From the moment you walk in the doors, they have these huge, huge pictures of the cast in their costumes. And they're just, you know, obviously it's very, very inviting and very magical. And then they show you this video of, you know, that takes you through all the years of like from when they first started all the way up until the end of filming. And it's there, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, I'm sitting in this audience and it's, it's like a movie. It's like a, um, being at the movies and there were some tears, not, not from myself, but there were some tears being shed from other people around me. Um, uh, just really magical and really right off the bat gets you excited to, um, to go in and see this place. So the great hall of course is another awesome place to check out, um, can seat more than 400 children. And it was one of the first sets to be built. It can be seen in all of the movies besides Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one. Its permanent home is now at the studio tour. Fun fact, and I think I'd heard this before, uh, during the filming of the entire series, Daniel Radcliffe went through 160 pairs of glasses and around 70 wands. And other fun fact, it's not scripted. He um, was supposed to wear green contacts and they hurt his eyes too much. So that was like, guess he's gonna have blue eyes in the movies, folks. And Hermione or Emma Watson was supposed to wear buck teeth because she was, yeah. Oh. So wow. so there's this scene at the end of the first movie where they're boarding the Hogwarts Express, 
and you can see just a little bit. That was like the first scene they filmed or one of the first scenes. <laughs> and you can see a little bit and it's like she, you, you can tell there's something different in her smile. And that was the only scene that they had them in. So you go back I, and watch that. So I was going to say, wow, 160 pairs of glasses and 70 ones constitutes a fun fact. Now we need to redefine the term fun. <laughs> but that is more fun for me. That, wow. Um, those little filming uh, glitches, I guess, are mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Have I been to the Harry Potter uh, experience? Have you, Joe? No, I've been to <laughs> London like six times in the last 18 months. And every time I try to go, but it's usually with work trips and they're usually fairly last minute. And even with all of our contacts, I cannot snag a place last minute because it's just always so busy. Yeah. So one thing I would recommend is when you are planning your trip to London to go to Harry Potter, come to us first of all, but... Do it well in advance and make sure that you get Absolutely. it booked in really quick. Um, I really do want to go and I have I genuinely have looked uh, every time I've been in London and have failed to get there. It's not always because it's sold out. There's actually reasons like I just didn't have enough time because I was had, had meetings and stuff. But um, yeah, it's the next one on the list. Uh, speaking of next one on the list, <laughs> we are moving up to Scotland. I love Scotland and because this is 50 reasons to visit Britain, mm -hmm. Britain constitutes Scotland, England and Wales and maybe some other like little bits and pieces as we go along but Northern Ireland is technically part of Great Britain but we included it in the island of Ireland that we did last year so we won't actually be including Northern Ireland this year much too. Caitlin's absolute sadness because of the time she spent five months there. I'm not sure if she ever mentioned anything to anybody about that. I used to live in Belfast. It was great. It was but wonderful. moving to Scotland, the next probably most famous um, Potter filming location that everybody wants to visit is Glenfinnan Viaduct. And you're wondering, where is Glenfinnan and what's a viaduct? <laughs> well, it's nicknamed the Harry Potter Bridge and it is best known for the Hogwarts Express. It's where... You see, you know, the long shots in Harry Potter where the old train is chugging along over a bridge with, you know, the, the arches underneath or whatever, and it's choo-chooing along on the way to Hogwarts. It's That's a exactly magical the sound time. it makes, too. Choo-choo! Choo-choo! And that is up in the Highlands of Scotland, so you can completely understand the magical and amazing scenery there. It was built originally in the 1890s, which is quite a while ago. That's even before the interns were born, actually. Said 1890s there, I was hoping to get a laugh from Caitlin, but I didn't. It was the first building in Britain to be built with mass concrete, and the railway is 100 feet tall, 416 yards long, allowing for passengers to catch some great views of the highlands. And when I say the railway, I mean the actual viaduct itself. There's obviously a whole railway track going back and forth um, from there. Glenfinnan is situated at the head of Loch Shiel, which stretches southwest for 20 miles to Acaracol. Uh, the type of train used is the Jack White steam train, and it is gorgeous and is the one that was used in the movies as well. During the summer months, this steam train runs from Fort William all the way to Malig. Malig is where you can take the ferry across to Skye, so you can take the train one way or you can take it there and back. Uh, most people do take it there and back obviously because they have their cars. If you have another mode of transport that works just as good. 
Since the movie, the British Transport Police have had to put up some signs to discourage trespassers as a number of fans have had near misses with trains and you can Ooh. obviously imagine how that would happen. So again, what an awful way to another go. pro tip from me. If you are looking to do this, book well in advance and do it right. Don't try and jump on the trains to get a cool selfie. I, I can imagine, I can actually imagine some, I was going to say some moron, but some person standing on the train like, oh, the train is coming. I'm getting an awesome selfie here with the steam and the choo-choo and the train is coming. Going, burr, burr, and they're like, yeah, Snapchat. Woo. Wow. He got so excited for that. Well, the train was coming from that direction. That's from, why from that move. direction. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad everybody that's listening can see move. the direction. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's good. Wow. I have not taken that train ride myself. It's on my um, Harry Potter dream list. Have you taken it? I am over two at the moment. Wow. Um, wow. I have been up around that neck of the woods. All right. I've been to Fort mm -hmm. William. I've been to Malig. Um, but just haven't gotten just the chance so to take the train yet. It looks so, so pretty. Yeah. Mm. Again, because I'm usually there on silly work trips that let silly me go to see trips. all these amazing places but i never silly have time trips. to take a half day to do that kind yeah, of thing so. yeah well it sounds like a wonderful thing to try to plan for okay we are going to take a brief pause at the moment to introduce a new segment that we're kind of excited about but we also want to ask you to rate and review us on apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already and please ask a friend to subscribe to our feed as well it would help us out greatly this new segment that i was talking about we are calling caitlin's little jack horner and that's not going to make any sense to anybody but little jack horner is cockney rhyming slang for corner. Now what is cockney rhyming slang you ask? Cockney rhyming slang is when one uses a slang term in place of an actual real English word. So in this case little jack horner refers to corner. The one I like to use is, so cockney rhyming slang is not just native to like Liverpool and the cockney area but people in Dublin use it too so for example some native dubs would call a taxi a Joe Maxi because it rhymes and so on. It makes no sense, but I thought it would be an interesting thing to use in our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain because we like to have Caitlin guess things, to be quite honest, which is kind of fun. So Amy, can you, Amy is our new intern. She's going to be here for the summer and maybe longer, who knows? She is going to introduce our first Cockney rhyming slang term today. Are you ready, Caitlin? Hi hope so i think so i was talking to my mom about this the other day and she's like oh cockney that's like from mary poppins right and i don't think they really use much cockney in mary poppins i don't know but i think mary poppins just had an english accent right? <laughs> i think so too <laughs> but yeah no i'm ready let's let's right. try it let's go merlin's beard merlin's beard you just think on that for a little bit. Merlin's beard. And okay. we, are, we are gonna get back into the rest of the podcast and we'll get you we'll get your answer a little bit later. Okay, alright. Alright. We are moving south southeast, actually. Sorry, I'm trying to look at the map of England in my mind or the map of Britain in my mind. We're moving from Scotland, we've been to London and we went up to the Highlands and we're coming back down to the northeast coast of England to a little place called Annick, where there is a castle. 
and the iconic Anik Castle, spelled A-L-N-W-I-C-K when you try and Google it after this, uh, was used as the grounds where Harry Potter had his first Quidditch lesson. This is also the site where the Weasleys flying Ford Anglia crash landed on the first day of school before they ended up hitting the tree right with the wavy mm-hmm. branches and they had to like press it at the stump to make it stop. And yep, then, yep. Oh, it's all coming back to me. All coming back to you. Yeah. Hogwarts students and staff can be seen going around their daily activities in the courtyards and bailey of Anik Castle. The Lion Arch can be identified as an entrance and exit to Hogwarts that heads towards Hagrid's cabin. And again, that's kind of an iconic entrance for a castle, but especially for that one, as you see, you know, Harry, Ron, Hermione, I think at least once a movie end up heading down to Hagrid's cabin. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty cool entrance to see there. During the summer months, the castle now hosts broomstick training, obviously, because why that. wouldn't it? Um, if colleges can have Quidditch teams, I don't see why Anna Castle can't <laughs> teach people how to fly in broomsticks. Great. Although it's the most famous movie that was filmed at Anik, uh, Harry Potter is not the only movie that has been filmed there. Films and TV shows such as Elizabeth, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Downton Abbey Christmas Special, if you don't mind, have been shot there. So Maggie Smith has actually spent a lot of time then there, yes. if that's the case, because yes. she was all in her, All Downton. her acting gigs, that's where they she send is, her. She is a fantastic character in Downton. She's great. In case you ever haven't watched it. Today it's the home of the Duke of Northumberland and his family. And after Windsor Castle, it is the second largest inhabited castle in England. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's a really beautiful part of the country to be into. Um, up on the Northumberland coast, there is a couple of different castles up there uh, along with Anik. And it's just a nice area in general, but it's like it's it's an iconic castle feel and it's got huge grounds as well and it's just really nice to be in even if you're not a total potterhead if that's a thing uh it's really it's just it's a gorgeous castle to visit and especially if you're kind of doing a drive down from scotland down the coast to york maybe or even if you're going all the way to london which is a probably too long a drive but it's it's beautiful very nice i would love to go there one day that is Another someday, another one day, someday, hopefully. Well, so we're talking about castles and we're talking about broomsticks and getting to places. And I'm looking for a really good segue here and I can't find one. So let's just move on to King's Cross Station in Durham Cathedral. And I, I was going with that because, you know, broomsticks get you somewhere. King's Cross Station gets you somewhere. Anything? No, nothing. No. You're going nowhere at the moment. <laughs> okay. Well, I promise I will get somewhere. So, King's Cross Station in London has appeared in every Harry Potter movie as the station to board the Hogwarts Express. This location had significance to J.K. Rowling because her parents met on a train to Scotland that departed from King's Cross Station. So we got a lot of train significance and um, a lot of importance to J.K. Rowling that pops up throughout the books. And Which of is why the, the Hogwarts Express was ever a thing in the movies, you exactly. imagine. Because I don't know if I've ever told you this before, Caitlin, but writers write about what they know. And they do. They, and they base they what do, they write Joe. on their experiences. Yes. Well, and think about it, too, how cool that the idea came to her when she was on a train. Exactly. pretty spectacular. Now, although they board the Hogwarts Express at King's Cross Station, the exterior shot that they use in the films is of St. Pancras Station. 
As we all know, to get to Hogwarts, you need to take platform nine and three quarters. But this was a problem since in real life, platforms nine and 10 aren't adjacent to one another. This, Awkward. <laughs> this is one of the reasons that I am not a world famous author. One of the many reasons. But it's the only reason if, all your, all if your I was so basing good. something so important on platform nine and 10 being beside each other in a factual train station, I would need to actually go to that train station and go, okay, there's a nine and there's a 10. Let's call this platform nine and three quarters. If I did not have that validation, I literally would not be able to move on with the rest of the story and Harry Potter would never have and been And that's written. why I feel like you'd make a good Ravenclaw because you're very like factual and a Ravenclaw would want to do that. They would want to get all of their ducks I'm not, in a row. I'm not going to Ravenclaw, Caitlin, all right? <laughs> you're going to Hufflepuff. I want to go to Gryffindor. You said I'm a Slytherin <laughs> and the sorting hat put me in Hufflepuff, so. Just a sad day, Joe. All right, well, yes, so you don't have nine and 10 together. What do you do? Well, for filming purposes, they renumbered platforms four and five. So nine and three quarters is actually situated between four and five. Not so, so if you see people <laughs> running at the wall between four and five with a shopping trolley or whatever, you know what that's about. It makes sense, right? So now you can go and have your picture taken with your cart running through the wall at platform nine and three quarters because... They've taken a brick wall, basically, and they've made it into a pretend nine and three quarters. Um, it's a really iconic spot. Everybody who visit, visits London, who's a Harry Potter fan, has to go there. Um, they've got the trolley that's halfway through the, the wall. It's really cool. Um, and then there's also a Harry Potter shop that's like right next door. And I almost bought, I almost bought the second Harry Potter book in that store. And the cool part would have been that it would this have been- is the, Sorry, this is the next story in Caitlin's installments of I almost did something cool. <laughs> well, I almost did because I was like, how cool would it be? Because I'm at platform nine and three quarters, I'm in London, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, it was the second book and I wanted the first book. I felt like that would have been more meaningful than the second book. I don't like the second book as much as the first book. So rather than- getting some meaning out of this you have none at all except <laughs> for a, a, another almost story i almost did and then i didn't no. I, well my suitcase was heavy so i didn't want anyway okay moving on so the harry potter shop is actually styled to resemble Ollivander's wand shop durham cathedral was used in harry potter and the philosopher's stone or the sorcerer's stone as the quadrangle where harry releases his owl hedwig with his hands a year later, the gang returned to Durham's UNESCO World Heritage Site as the setting for Harry, Ron, and Hermione to learn how to turn animals into water goblets. That's a fun scene. Massive. It's fun scene. It's a massive fun scene. Massive. Um, we toured up the Northumberland coast from York up last year. Without me. And yeah, we is exclusive of Caitlin. We went to York, and there is a street in York that Diagon Alley is actually modeled on, or the inspiration for it comes from there. I can't actually remember the name of the street, to be quite honest, but you can't miss it. It's like this tiny little narrow, windy street, and it's got all of these beautiful little, you know, cafes and little uh, knick-knack stores and stuff like that it's cobbled and it's narrow and it's got high buildings both sides and i think there's three different harry potter shops on it now because of that reason 
And I definitely went into the store at one point. Like we split up while we were in York for a while. We had an hour to do our own thing. And I went in there and I was looking at stuff and I was like, oh, I should get this for Caitlin. And then I was like, oh, I can't get something for Caitlin unless I get something for my wife. So then I didn't get anything for Caitlin. You should have gotten something for her too. She likes Harry Potter. (laughs) But I turned around and Amanda, who works with us, was also in the store. We both happened to, you know, gravitate towards it. And she was thinking about buying something for Caitlin too. And neither of us did. So very sad story. That's another chronicle of almost. Almost for Caitlin. (laughs) Did you know, Joe, that even though it was inspired by the shambles in York, no filming actually took place there? Did you know that? Uh, no, but yes. It while it does look like it, I could probably tell that it was. Ah. You know, it's not. It's not as sprawling as. Okay. I feel like Diagon Alley is a lot bigger, and you can see other streets built off it. But this is just kind of its own standalone street, almost that was just left intact. I see. I just got a text from JK. Yes, we are. Your BFF. We are buddies. My BFF saying that the Quidditch match she was at ran over. So no one has caught the snitch yet. She is not going to make it um, into the studio today. But we blame the seeker for the losing team because that's the guy that's supposed to be catching the snitch. Absolutely. Of course. Blame it on the seeker. But we do have the next best thing. The next best thing you say, oh yes, we are going to talk to one of our partners who works in London and one of the main Harry Potter attractions is what they specialize in. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, this is Caitlin calling from Crystal Travel. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Caitlin? Good. I want to welcome our special guest. Shazad Alvi from Premium Tours, and we are so happy to have him. We work with Premium Tours quite a bit when sending people on their vacations. They're great for people who are spending an extended amount of time in London and want to see the rest of England. Shazad, welcome. Thank you so much. No problem. My pleasure. How are you today, first off? How's the weather in London? Oh, the weather is great here. It's obviously the the summer season, so it's quite yeah. nice and warm um, nice. and yeah, pleasant temperature. So yeah, looking good. good. Um, yes, very how is good. It over there? Nice little change then from <laughs> from some yes. rain, I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me how long have you been with Premium Tours? Um, I've been with uh, Premium Tours for eleven years. 11 years. Okay, very good. Um, and would you say you're a major Harry Potter fan? How would you how would you rank in the scheme of, of Potter heads and Potter fans? Um, well, out of the scale of 10, I would I would say I'm sort of eight. Um, okay, all right. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very um, keen on anything to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> so nice. yes, I've been... Uh, I've been to the studio for, I think, almost like 10 times now. Um, nice. So, yeah, uh, I love That's that awesome. uh, place. And it's, it's, a, it's a fabulous uh, attraction uh, uh, for any visitors visiting London. Yes. Absolutely. Have you, have you read all the books, seen all the movies? Um, I haven't actually read all the books, but I have okay. watched all the movies uh, a few times. Yes. <laughs> nice. Do you have a favorite? Um, the one that I really like is the um, the the Goblet of Fire. Um, it's uh, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. All the, yeah. 
it's a great movie to watch too. Absolutely, yes. So can you tell me a little bit about the experience and walk me through how it goes? Um, well, as the, the way it works is like when you enter the Harry Potter studios, um, uh, they have like a tour guide who uh, gives you a, a brief uh, introduction about how Harry Potter became famous um, mm -hmm. uh, from the books. Um, and then uh, you have like a sort of a, a 10 minute, 15 minutes uh, clip of, of yes. the of the Harry Potter movies, just like a uh, a brief, uh, you know, run through the, the, the through the nine episodes, basically, um, and then you enter the the studios, um, um, and then once you're inside, obviously you you see all the uh, you know the famous, the most popular uh, props and and sets from the movies, um, you know, including the Dumbledore's office. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of popular um, or famous, you know, things to see inside the Harry Potter studios. Definitely, definitely. Do you have a favorite part of the tour, or was there anything uh, that you've seen the, that just Yeah, the favorite part of of the tour for me is the uh, is the Hogwarts Express train um, and the platform three fourth, which is my nice. favorite part of the studios. Nice. Um, yeah. I first actually went um, to the studio um, when it opened in 2012, so I'm right. sure a few things have changed since then. <laughs> but uh, but it yeah, was wonderful. They, every wonderful. year they they keep adding on uh, new things at the studios. Um, wow. Like for instance, now this year they have uh, the Goblet of Fire, which is uh, a new addition to the Harry Potter studios this year. Oh, how cool! Um, yeah so uh, so yeah every year they they keep introducing new things and last year they had uh, uh introduced the forbidden forest oh that's awesome yeah nice. so, okay so it's yeah so it's a it's a fabulous place to be in especially if you're a harry potter fan absolutely absolutely so um you've given us a great overview of the tour everything you know that it entails and i know you know you said um you love dumbledore's office things like that um yes. is there anything else that you know really stands out to you about this tour what makes this you know a must that people should should do when they visit if they're harry potter fans um, well, there are certain things inside the studio, like, for example, you have um, the opportunity to sort of sit on the broomstick um, and take, like, pictures and photographs, um, especially if you're a family with kids. I think it's it's a very fun, um, you know, part of the tour. Sure, uh, sure. So, um, and then plus you have, obviously, the car um, as well. You can sit on the car, take a nice, you know, pictures of that um you've got Hagrid's motorcycle as well um nice. so yeah there's quite a few props there where you can actually sort of sit on them and you know and take pictures and and feel as if you're a part of of, of the movie um yes absolutely it's it's, it's, it's fantastic <laughs> Well, I yeah. have to ask you just because um, we here in the studio have been asking each other this question. So I have to ask you, what house mm -hmm. do you think you would be in? <laughs> have you thought about that before? Oh. Uh, well, I'm definitely, you know, we'll go with uh, Gryffindor, obviously. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Good choice. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Good what choice. about you? 
you know what? I think I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I, um, right, okay. I used to be kind of embarrassed by that, but now I just embrace it. So I just go with it. <laughs> but All right, okay. um, great, great. Yes. All right. Well, finally, last question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Apart from apart from this tour, mm-hmm. what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? For someone who you know is coming across the pond, someone who's traveling, what is your favorite reason for them to visit Britain? Um, I mean, there are so many, to be honest. I mean, there are so many um, attractions when you visit Britain. There's lots of, mm-hmm. you know, sort of castles, um, historical places in London, um, you know, obviously quite popular uh, with uh, musical shows, theatres. Sure. Um, and, um, you know, obviously quite popular with, um, especially if you come here for concerts, there's a lot of people coming here for concerts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many activities and events happening in, in Britain, um, I think throughout the year. So no matter if you come here during the winter season or the summer season, I think it's, uh, it's a great, uh, country to come to for, for a visit. Perfect. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Shazad. It's been no a problem. pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, we appreciate the great service that you guys provide with premium tours, and we are happy to work with you and send people your way. Um, pleasure again. is ours. Thank you so much <laughs> for your call. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. That was a wonderful interview. And thank you again, Shazad, for agreeing to come on our podcast and give us a little more insight into the wonderful attraction you guys promote. Caitlin. Yes. We're looking for an answer to Merlin's beard. Merlin's beard. Merlin's beard. What is Merlin's beard copy rhyming slang for? You've had quite a while to think about it now. <laughs> I know you've been Stripping preoccupied. Stripping my invisible Mer- Merlin's beard as I, as I think about this. I'm going to go with weird. Wow. Merlin's beard, weird. She is one for one already. Really? She gets it right really? on the first day. I'm going to have to make this more difficult oh, in the I'm future. So the actual answer that Amy came up with was God, that's weird. But we were like, that's what we were talking about earlier when we were trying to decide. God, like, no, that's it has Merlin's to be beard. No, it would just be Merlin's beard equals God, that's weird, oh. which, which is too <laughs> difficult to guess. So we, yeah. we decided we'd give you the one word answer, which was fair. So congratulations on winning. I'm so happy. Caitlin's. Little Jack Horner. What do I win? Nothing. <laughs> you are allowed to be on the next podcast. Thank you. I accept. I accept. <laughs> I like you to thank no, my mom. No, you have no choice in this matter. <laughs> All right. Very good. Okay. We're moving on to our next segment. And we have very cleverly used rhyming again to call this one Britain Unwritten, which is mm. basically giving you an insight into a hidden gem uh, for this reason. What hidden gem could I possibly be talking about? You've gone through so much already, Joe. I don't know, Joe. Cannot be anything I'm left. on the edge of my seat. Well, you know that special guest we were supposed to have, J.K. Rowling? Some like to say that the Elephant House Cafe is the birthplace of Harry Potter because in the early days, that is where our friend Joanne used to sit in the back and write while having a nice view of Edinburgh Castle. And anybody who sat in the shadow of Edinburgh Castle understands how magical that can be. Caitlin is doing her air point thing. I've I think she's this. I think she's still on a high after getting the, I, uh, the cockney rhyming. But I've also right. I've also hung out there and that was another high. So it is, especially so when fun. the weather is nice. It's just amazing. Totally. Now it's become a well-known spot and a huge tourist destination. Since it has become so well known, the bathrooms are now covered with Harry Potter graffiti that the staff no longer bothers painting over because it will just happen again. 
just like Voldemort coming back every year and every year <laughs> and everybody's exams getting cancelled and Gryffindor winning the House Cup. There you go. Sorry, spoiler. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody's so shocked when that happens every year, too. That, that's like just, I mean, come on. And here's four million points to Gryffindor, who were three million nine hundred ninety nine thousand points behind. You thought you win Slytherin? Oh, wait, you suck. Ahead, Slytherin, you say, Caitlin. Slytherin's great. We, we did a <laughs> we did a Patronus <laughs> quiz uh, before we started this, uh, because we also did the house cup, th- or the house which house do you belong in? Yes, yes. And Caitlin thought that I would be a Slytherin. One of my best I, friends is in Slytherin. I well, thought I would not be, really, but... I thought I would be a Gryffindor, and I ended up in Hufflepuff, which is ridiculous, might I add. But then we did the Patronus quiz to try and figure it out, and I was some kind of a, like, a... What were you, Joe? Blackhead snake or what something like that. What were you? That's right. Mm-hmm. It was definitely some form of a slithery creature, anyway, <laughs> so... I, uh, yes, yes. Kate, I, I will take Slytherin over Hufflepuff, to be quite honest. Well... So. I will take Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got Gryffindor in the Pottermore quiz, so again, I think I think it's rigged. I think it's rigged. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, get Spe- back to speaking your speaking more about J.K. Rowling's writing. Gems. What most people may not know is that Rowling liked to, or Rowling, depending on how you like to pronounce her name, <laughs> liked to write at what is now known as Spoon. Back then, it was called Nicholson's Cafe and was owned by her brother-in-law. This is likely to actually be the first place she started writing when she moved to Edinburgh. This place does not have any Harry Potter-related stuff inside, so it is a much calmer place than Elephant House. And you can be like the hipster guy who was like, yeah, I went to the place that J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. And they're like, oh, you were at the Elephant Cafe? Elephant Yo. Cafe? No, I was at Spoon. Have so. you even heard of Spoon? <laughs> Hello? Thinking of the Jon Snow gift, the Game of Thrones. But, but he's like wearing Harry Potter glasses and... <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of Harry Potter. Okay. J.K. Rowling finished the seventh book in secret at the Balmoral Hotel, room 552. Her fame did not allow her to write in cafes anymore, and she was getting bored writing at home, so she was able to stay in this hotel with very few people knowing about it. Once she finished the book, she graffitied a marble bust of the god Hermes writing. J.K. Rowling finished writing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in this room on 11th of January, 2007. Wow, I did not know that. So much graffiti going on in this Yeah. Uh, this segment. It's a running theme, you Yes, know? indeed. Anyway, yeah. that's your little hidden gems. If you're a real Potterhead, I guess, if you want to call yourself that, that is, uh, these are some places you can go to, like, really get a feel of the atmosphere and history in the making, I guess. Well, and it's so cool, too, because at the Elephant House Cafe, the windows, you're overlooking a graveyard where J.K. Rowling got a lot of um, name inspiration. So nice. a lot of like, I think there's a Tom Riddle, there's a there's a Potter. I mean, there's it's so cool. You can tour the graveyard. If I was a descendant of Tom Riddle, I would absolutely sue J.K. Rowling for naming rights and <laughs> get a few daughters out of her. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which moves us on to our tour for this reason. So we've been talking about all these magical, magical places um, that were featured in the movies, places that brought inspiration to J.K. Rowling herself. What could this tour be called? None other but the Magical World of Harry Potter Tour. This seven-night Harry Potter tour will put you in the footsteps of your favorite Harry Potter characters, including Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Dumbledore, and, and all the others. And Luna. 
and Luna. We can't forget Luna. And and Tonks, right, Joe? T- Tonks. I'm a big course. fan of Tonks, of yes. Course. You will explore the various filming locations in London, England, and Scotland. You will also explore the beauty of England and Scotland all on their own because... The great thing about this tour is it's not just Harry Potter oriented. Sure, you'll see great places um, that were featured in the movies, but you'll also see a lot of other must-see destinations and and must-see spots that are really beautiful in England and Scotland and make it its own. And I can echo that because I I think I've only mentioned Game of Thrones twice so far this episode, so I'll go again. When I was in Iceland on a Game of Thrones tour, there was a couple of people who had never even heard of the show, but they had done wow. some other they had done some other day tours, and they were like, "It's almost like a hidden gems tour of the country of Iceland." And in the same way, this is similar because people don't go to these places unless they think they're stunningly beautiful and amazing, and that's kind of why these tours and why screen tourism gets so popular. So definitely they are hidden gems if they're not, you know, a big, um, big tourist attraction before the movies came out. Like Glenfinn Viaduct. Yes, that was reasonably well known, but now it's a must see destination in Scotland because of the movies. Yes. And even if you aren't a fan, I think you would still enjoy this tour, but you should be a fan, right, Joe? Correct. There you go. Okay. I'm glad we agree. (gasps) I think we have something fun coming up. We have another new segment that focuses almost entirely on Caitlin and her weird reaction to things. Sorry, not weird. Adorable reaction to things. My Merlin's beard reaction. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah. Wordplay. Mm -hmm. It's the last bit of wordplay we're going to have in this episode, that's for sure. (laughs) So we're calling this section Caitlin Cares. And Cares is actually an acronym for Cute Animal Reaction Excitement Segment. And yeah, that's a bit of a mouthful, but you will see why I called it that when you see Caitlin's reaction to what we're about to do. So what this is, we're going to try and pick an animal every week that has some connection to what we spoke about. We're going to show Caitlin and then she's going to fawn over it for quite a while. I'm excited. <gasps> oh my gosh, look at you, look at your little scarf. Oh <laughs> How did they get that on him? Okay, is so that- what we're looking at here is a little dog that's wearing Harry Potter glasses that have a scar <gasps> protruding up, and there's a scarf on him. I don't know what type of dog he is, but he's like a he's, white dog. He's just a little baby. He's probably like a little, like a little Shih Tzu or something. I want him. Look at, look at his little shoe. Oh, he's so cute. <gasps> I didn't even see he's sitting on a book. How did he even read that? Did someone read it to him? That's a lot. That's a lot for him to handle. It looks like he's ready to read it rather than Is he anything. ready? Mm-hmm. Is he ready for story time? I don't know. I'll read to him. No one no one is even it, smiling right now. How we, do you guys We this spent is we spent quite a while going through these, so okay, we're we're uh, desensitized to cuteness at the oh, moment. I want to name him Hedwig. Can we name him Hedwig? You can't name a dog that's dressed as Harry Potter. Absolutely. Hedwig. That's Absolutely not, I can. No. I do. Yes. I do. <laughs> This is why Caitlin cares. I care so much. I care too much. This is this is happening every week, folks, and we're going to so precious. Going to, um, post the photo in the show notes so everybody can take a look and see just what she is. Uh, Hello, you getting all worked up over. That was fun. I enjoyed that. All right. Well. That brings us to the end of our first episode of 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. How do you feel, Joe? 
um, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Happily overwhelmed. I You're just, crying on the inside, I right? I just wish I was a magical being of some sort after all of that. You wish you were Hedwig the dog, right? Hedwag <laughs> okay. the dog. Oh, the griffin dog. All right, guys. That's all we've got for today. But don't run away just yet. You'll want to hurry back for another reason next time. We have some serious topics coming your way. Reason number two is Outlander filming locations, and that is coming out on July 10th. Thank you so much for listening, and before you go slithering away, we want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already on Apple Podcast, so there's no snaping us. I did the whole um, snake thing there. I liked it. Very, very, yeah. And don't worry, all of our episodes will be Tom riddled with puns like these. Until next time. Cheerio.